For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The sport is just going to die if they don't break the designated hitter to the National League. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. <laughs> Yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Yeah, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny, and the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hi, everybody. Sorry. This is starting out great. Welcome to the latest. <laughs> wow, we're so professional. So professional. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. We appreciate you joining us, as always. I am your host, Amanda White. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can follow my emulous co-hosts, Nick and Ryan, at their Twitter accounts. You can get Nick at HalfShackCap and Ryan at DCNatJack. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. Thank you, guys. And how are you two doing? You can get yourself together enough to talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. This one's starting out great. I'm doing starting swell. out great. Oh, yeah. Swell. Phenomenal. Yeah. Officially mm -hmm. going quarantine crazy, if you can't tell. Rad. <laughs> or rad. Um, wow, that's like a bit. Did we go through that before? I feel like we did. How rad is a very old person term. <laughs> Yes, we've been through yeah. that before. At this point, yeah. I think we've pretty much talked about everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> but for the people <laughs> we're, who we're maybe still here. weren't listening at the beginning of the show last year, maybe we we can we can recycle some things. Probably. Uh, I mean, I hope they weren't listening. It was pretty rough stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we hit our peak right around the same time the Nats did. 
Yeah, and then yeah. it's all downhill from here. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, October 2019, it's all been downhill. Well, in our defense, there's no it baseball has to talk about. It has so. The whole year, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, me and my coworkers made a Christmas card as a joke. And, like, my while we wrote them there was, we were, me and my coworkers, um, we made a Christmas <laughs> card, and we wrote in there. It was like, here's the hoping your 2020 is better than your 2019. And now it's a running mm. joke that it literally took two months for 2020 to be worse than 2019. <laughs> two months. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's life. <laughs> is there, like, hypothetical here for you, is there anything that could happen in 2020 for, like, uh, for the year to be redeemed? It, the government finally comes out and admits birds aren't real. <laughs> if they somehow have a season and the Nats go back to back, that would redeem 2020 for me. I think, at least partly. I mean, if I get two thousand dollars a month for the next four months, yeah, I think that would do it for me too. Uh, the 10k student loan forgiveness would be pretty. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I would take that as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm still paying mine off, and I'm 42 years old, so I wouldn't say no. Oh yikes! Oh my god! I yeah. Just got an update so on you my guys phone. have that to look forward to. I just got to update my phone that said moths have been misjudged. Just throw the whole year away. That this is the point we're at where people are talking about moths now. Moths have been been misjudged. Moths, yes. as in like M O T H moths. The things that really like light and <laughs> your cotton in your clothes, or no? It's in, what, <laughs> they, oh god, my cotton! Oh cotton? no! No, it's, do they hate cotton or do they eat cotton clothes? Which one is it? It's some. I think they eat. It's they eat it. That's why you have mothballs to keep them away from it. There we go. There we go. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's a lot of actual news happening in the world right now. Like we're not a, in a year where we need to be writing about moths. Yeah, no, there's going to be an entire history class just on this year alone. At the same time, yeah. when's the last time you heard about murder hornets? I feel like that was all the buzz for like a day, and then oh, now no one's talking murder about Murder hornets. Have you seen the video of when the hive attacks the murder hornets? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it is unreal. Like, they suffocated it, and they melt it. Oh my god. Yeah. Nature's like, unreal. Yeah. It's like Twitter when Amanda says she doesn't like the Universal DH. It is just like that. It's an exact. I get my minions to melt her. <laughs> I saw a funny thing on Twitter that cracked me up. It was uh, somebody saying, "I got bitten by a weird hornet back in January. I'm pretty sure I've already had murder hornets." <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So. There's not, of course, any baseball being played, but there is some. Except my dinos. <laughs> dinos, best team in the KBO, there. baby. Ugh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they, you they, they suck. <laughs> they do suck, but not as much as the Wyverns. I don't think they won. <laughs> in fact, the Wyverns suck more than anyone. They suck more than anything that's ever sucked. Ryan that's had okay. carte blanche and literally went back to the same team he started hey, with. Look, so. I'm loyal. We had a lot of meetings. There was a lot of stuff that went on under the table. And mm -hmm. I'm back. I'm back with the Lions. Bribes. Yep. Bribes. Bribes. <laughs> yeah. Big well, I'll bribe. tell you, Wyvern's for life, but it's Let hard. Let me tell you something. You suspect. You suspect. <laughs> <laughs> So in here in the United States, there is also some baseball news, mostly about the proposal from the league 
um, about trying to restart the season. But before we talk about that, Ryan, do you have a week in review for us? Yeah, so week in review. The galaxy is at war. Um, it's going to get very ugly for baseball. And we start with the draft. The owners came to an agreement to have the draft in June to only be five rounds. The MLBPA was pushing hard for it to be at least 10 rounds, but the owners went against and made it five. The owners also said the rule that all undrafted free agents will be signed for a maximum of $20,000. MLBPA was irate at this because over 1,000 potential prospects will not be drafted this year. MLB pointed out the fact that last year, all draft picks from rounds 6 through 10 last year signed for a combined $29 million. MLB teams saved less than $1 million. Congratulations, owners. And then the owners came to the agreement, but we all know the health. We all know the details of the games. Universal DH, suck at Amanda. We just found out the health, and my goodness, it, it is interesting. MLB will receive 10,000 tests a week. This is your friendly note that hospitals around the country are turning people away because they don't have tests. Players will also be required to wear a mask at all times unless they are on the field and do daily temperature checks. Social distancing and dugouts will be strictly enforced with markers for each coach to have a designated area, and players will be social distancing in the stands. Players will not be allowed to take taxis, public transportation, or Ubers. They're going to be prohibited from going to restaurants and bars when on the road. Players must stay in the hotel at all times unless they're playing in a game. Players are banned from physical contact with players. No fighting. Also, players will not be allowed to hug, high-five, spit, chew tobacco, spit sunflower seeds, touch their face, shower after the games, hit indoors, have indoor meetings, no sauna, no hydrotherapy, no leaving the hotel, no licking fingers, and players are told to take steps back from when they're getting close to another player. There will be no lineup exchanges, no mound meetings, no standing shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder during national anthem. No going to argue with the umpires, and players are forbidden from talking to the opponent during the game, and base coaches are not allowed to approach umpires or base runners during the game, and balls will be thrown away after they have been touched by multiple people. Uh, multiple people. But Rob Manfred is insisting that if a player tests positive, the whole team will not need to be quarantined. But the biggest issue where the battle truly is beginning is the contracts. MLB owners are trying to argue for a 50-50 revenue split this season. This goes against the previous contractual agreement of paying the players a prorated salary. Owners are arguing that they will lose more money by paying the players a prorated salary than they would if there's no season at all. The union says this is a non-starter. They are not going to sign off on any proposal that has a 50-50 revenue split. The union has also requested to view each team's tax records and financial paperwork as they're disputing both claims that the owners are making. This is going to get very ugly. The players. Sean Doolittle posted an absolutely brilliant thread about all of his concerns about the safety this week, which the Shut Up and Play crowd had a field day. They were very busy this week. Um, Blake Snell on Twitch said that the risk is not worth it. He said, quote, I'm not putting my life on the line to play for pennies on the dollar, end quote. Snell goes into more about how the owners are pulling a fast one on the players. 
to which Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, and Trevor Bauer publicly agreed and backed Snell's comments, and the shut-up-and-play crowd again lost their minds. As I said, the battle is just beginning. Um, no formal proposal has been made to the players about any economic discussions. The league has also not had any type of formal or informal economic discussions with the players. All that has been discussed is the health, which many around the league are privately questioning, is this worth it? That is your Week in Review, brought to you in part by your local neighborhood Chili's, and please keep social distancing. Hmm. So, all of the things they're not allowed to do, it, it's just, it, I don't even have words, it's so absurd, there's not going to be baseball. There will be no baseball this year. The, the players are not going to agree on the money stuff anyway, but even if you did somehow come to a financial agreement, there is no way they're going to play baseball with all those ridiculous rules in place. Like, base coaches can't talk to players. You can't hold runners on base. You can't have mound meetings. You can't – it's just absurd. You can't play baseball that way. I, I really want to know when the league sits down and they look at each other and go, you know, if we have to do all of this stuff to play safely, maybe we shouldn't be playing right now. Like, maybe that's a pretty big heads up. And also the fact that no other sport is even meeting about making a plan for their season because they're kind of reading the writing on the wall that it's not going to happen. So at what point do they realize this might be a little too much to ask for because we're turning our players into prisoners? And yeah. It just, right. It, it's Staying in the hotel. What's going on? I was just going to say, it's what's going on with America in general, and I'm sure other countries too, but mainly America. It's not that the whole COVID thing is getting better. It's just we're bored and mm -hmm. people want the economy to open back up to what it was or improve or whatever. Like, But basically, we're just bored. We want our lives back. It's not that things are getting better. So no. at the same time, if I'm these players, yeah, like why would I, to Blake Snell's point, why would I put myself at risk when I'm making maybe a fourth of what I signed for? It just doesn't make any sense. If you're the players, you hold out and you still get paid your your full amount, or yeah. at least your your guaranteed money. Like, it just doesn't make any sense when there's it not a vaccine make, and there's, there's no, no like incentive cure for them per to se. Play. Right, yeah. and like, I'm always pro player. Like, I think I made it very very clear that like I will always take the player side. But the players kind of have a disadvantage in all this because the media is always pro owner. They're always pro-business. Mm -hmm. Every single headline is going to go for the business aspect side of it. So whenever a player voices their concerns about, hey, I don't put myself and my family at risk, they're going to get crucified for it while all those people are sitting at home. And also, they have this whole thing like 90,000 people have died in three, three months. 30 million people have lost their jobs. Things aren't very good right now, and people want a distraction. And when players start voicing concerns, people get upset because – they just want their distraction, but also, like, with everything that's going on with our economy, no one is ever going to sympathize with either of them when you have a bunch of millionaires and billionaires arguing about how much they're going to make this year. And so that kind of puts everyone in the bad light where the players may have to cave. No, I don't think they do have to cave, and I don't think they will. And, and frankly, I think everybody just needs to get the hell out of everyone else's pockets. It doesn't matter how much they make. They, why would you play in a dangerous situation? 
or in any job, whatever your job is, in a dangerous situation for way less than you agree you had agreed to for your salary. And expect and why would everybody expect you to do that? I understand we're all bored. I miss baseball something awful. And I'd love to be able to watch baseball every night. But I, I don't think it's safe. I don't think it's, there's no way you're going to be able to keep that many people safe. You can't lock them up like prisoners in hotels. And even if you did, people are going to get it anyway. It's going to happen. It's going to happen with the, it's going to happen with the umpires or with the staff or with the coaches or with somebody. Somebody's going to get sick and somebody's going to die in or around Major League Baseball. And it's not worth people's lives. It's just not. I love baseball. It's not worth lives. And I just don't understand why anyone thinks there's any – it's at all realistic that they're going to play this year. It's not going to happen. I agree. Like, you have to think about, like, these are actually human beings. Like, everyone idolizes athletes and just sees them as entertainment and not humans. Like, all these people have families. Like, they all get sick. They're not immune to this. Like, they're out there. And, yeah, like, they're all in peak physical condition, so it may if they get it, it may not be the same for them. But like, their families are at risk. Like, some of them could right. have um, like pre-existing conditions that make them higher risk. Like Blake Snell, he has lung mm-hmm. issues. So like players like that, they're at higher risk. And so it's like, do you really want them to go out there for your entertainment when you wouldn't do the same while you're working at home and not leaving? Right. Yeah. And think about all the other people other than the players. I mean, their their parents or their grandparents or, like I said, the umpires or the coaches. The coaches, the broadcast the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The There's hotel somebody, workers. Somebody, somebody, at least one person, will die. There's no – you will not convince me otherwise. That somebody won't get sick as a result of them playing, and people will right. get sick and people will die. And, and if you're happens? willing to say, well, baseball is it's so important, that it's okay if people die in order for us to have a baseball season. I just, I can't get my head around that, that idea. I can see, like, people have to go to work to feed their families. I get that. That's not the case here. Like, there are some level of risk that's unavoidable. It's a pandemic. Bad things are going to happen. But this is an optional activity. This isn't something that has to happen. You know what I mean? Right. And, well I mean, even, even short of that, I don't even think it would take someone to die. Like, say baseball started up again under some, obviously, a modified format season, whatever. Like, once the first person tests positive for COVID, it's all going to shut down again. Like, look how quickly the NBA shut down. Granted, we didn't – I don't think we know much more now than we did then, but look how quickly the NBA shut down once Rudy Gobert and – Donovan Mitchell, who were the first two uh, players to test positive in the NBA, like the league shut down within 24 hours. So it, it would only take one positive test from anyone, not even like a, a star player, from anyone in baseball for it to all be shelved again. So there's just, like Amanda, you said, there's no incentive. And in, yeah, there like some players will need this income to feed their families. Others uh, are more well-off based on their past earnings and whatnot. But all in all, there's really no incentive. The, the risk highly outweighs any sort of reward. <clears throat> well, Right, and they're all going to get paid anyway. Yeah. If they don't sure. play, they're going to get their, their contracts salary. Are you know? mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. to your point, Nick, um, Rob Manfred swears up and down on CNN and Fox news that if someone gets sick they're not going to have to quarantine the whole team because they'll have extra players and like 
all these players start questioning that because like that, that, one that, that dude logic doesn't cold, check out. <laughs> yeah, like no. if one if one guy gets the cold, the entire team gets the cold. When you have something that's like ten times more contagious than the cold, everyone's getting it. Like the entire team will get it. And like the fact that they're like, oh no, like we're not gonna have to. Like, yeah, somehow people. because we have extra players, we don't have to quarantine the people who've already been exposed. That makes no sense at all. That has, there's no logic to that whatsoever. It's highly contagious. I have a, a friend who teaches online. She's got a bunch of kids. She teaches a bunch of kids English who are in China. And one of them has their mom is an ICU doctor in, in, the, in Wuhan. And so she's been in the like total epicenter of this whole thing. And she wasn't able to go home for three months during the whole thing because it's so good. She keeps, she keeps telling her over and over again, like, please, please be careful. I know they're starting to reopen things where you are. Please be careful. It's so contagious, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to listen to what somebody like that thinks about this situation more than I'm going to, the owners who just want there to be baseball. Like, no, well, no, we can, we can make sure it doesn't spread in a clubhouse. How can you possibly be sure of that? The funniest part of this is, Ken Rosenthal reported that MLB asked like a hundred doctors, and I think like ninety-seven of them told them this was an absolute terrible idea. But every politician told them it was okay, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well politicians say it's okay. Let's do it." Right. Like, listen to the people who went to freaking med school. Like, they know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Noted epidemiologist uh, Rob Manfred thinks it's <laughs> fine. So. I mean, according to our president, all you need to do is oh, swallow bleach and get more sunlight. Okay, so, this uh, is well, a politics-free pod, so we're going to leave I, that I, I didn't say anything. Is, I didn't say anything. This ain't going to happen. That was just the solution. <laughs> Eat more Tide Pods. Was that a pun? Eat more Tide Pods. Was that a pun? Solution? Like a, no? Okay, that was not a pun. Like, fine. We all want sports back. Like, we all miss baseball. Like, golf had a celebrity, like, a charity tournament today, and golf's going to be come back. But golf is very easy to come back because you can play yeah. 18 holes and never come within 10 feet of someone. And NASCAR's back, but, like, they're all in cars, and all the pit crew have their own, like, personal protective stuff from, like, well, everything they're exposed to there, but, like, none of their stuff Yeah, they can exposed. be suited up. Yeah. Exactly. Those right. are easy. When you have a team sport with 40 to 50 people always together at a time, it's complicated. It's just and, like, things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I wish that the sports I like would come back. Like, I don't care at all about NASCAR or golf. I like I like baseball and hockey and football, and we're not getting any of those this year. People <laughs> well, still think football is going to happen in September, and there's no chance. Hey, don't take that. Don't take okay. it from me yet. Don't take it from me yet. <laughs> we're, I'm not, not we're not ready, ready for that. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. <laughs> NHL I remember back really months ago, in, was it February, when I said there wasn't going to be Summer Olympics this year, and Ryan poo-pooed and said, no, That's Ryan the was summer. the one who said there wasn't going to be Summer Olympics. Yeah, that was me. No, that is not what happened. Oh, uh, wait, wait. You said, Go hold to on, the tape. hold on. You said it was going to be canceled, but I, uh-uh, it was not canceled. It was postponed. Okay? <laughs> oh, I see. And that was, even me as a public health person, before all the new stuff came out and all the new information, before we truly realized what was going on with this thing. That boy, Ryan, that law degree coming in. Semantics. <laughs> Semantics. Splitting hairs over here. <laughs> all right. So um, it sounds like we all here actually agree on something, which is that, unfortunately, there's not going to be baseball in 2020. I really want to be wrong. Like, I want Never to do wanted an episode, to be wrong more in my life. I want to do an episode so badly where Jeff Passon tweets that it's back. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll Who do it. Just a savage pod. on Twitter. He's so much fun. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you all need to. I love that he's getting to him too. He DM he DMs people back, which is so funny. Yeah, you sometimes wonder. You know, I saw, who was it? I saw something on Twitter today. I think my husband showed me was Ice T talking trash to somebody on Twitter. Oh, like, yeah, he always to, does. Yeah. But responding to like Twitter randos, like fifty comments down on one of his tweets, like he's literally sitting there reading through all the comments on his tweets. It just cracks me up for some reason. Not like he has anything else to do, or any of the rest of us. I know. That's true. But it was right. pretty funny. He he well, tweeted some feel good stuff. I don't know. I remember what it was like. Take care of yourself and your mental health or whatever. And somebody in the like fifty comments down said, "That's not very gangster." <laughs> and he responded. And he responded and said, "Who asked you, bitch?" <laughs> Ryan, what anyway, was the one from laugh. Jeff Passan? I can't remember what the initial tweet was, but Jeff Passan replied saying, "See you tomorrow night." Do you know the one I'm talking oh. about? Um, I don't. Was, I didn't get that one. I didn't understand. This, so this guy like kept trolling him, right, and bringing up his old tweets, and like kept retweeting them, kept quoting them. So then he DM'd him, and so Jeff Bassett DM'd him saying, "See you tomorrow night." But the guy is a Rangers fan, and "See you tomorrow night" was Jeff. Um, sorry, it was uh, Joe Buck's call. Uh, yeah, on David Freeze's walk. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Oh, that was bothering me. That was yeah. bothering me. I was like, because I was reading the comments, hoping someone would explain it so I wouldn't have to ask. We and then everyone, everyone was just saying, oh, LMAO, WWW. I was like, okay, it's a W, but how? <laughs> explain it. Somebody make oh, me understand. <laughs> yes. I mean, common, common W for Jeff Passon. All right. Okay. So it sounds like we all actually agree on something. Look at that. It happens once in a while here on Half Street High Heat. We all have the same opinion. Um, let's do something fun. Let's talk. We're going to do a draft. Um, I don't know if you tweeted anything, Nick, from the um, Half Street High Heat account about this so people know what we're doing. But you want to give us a quick rundown? Why would you reveal my Twitter identity like that, honestly? <laughs> Completely rude. I don't think it's a secret. I mean, not anymore. I mean, there's only um, three of us. I think they know that it's one of us. <laughs> allegedly. Ryan and I are the same person. We run 72 different accounts on Twitter. so We are not Twitter. That is. You, you are not Twitter. We're yeah, actually we, Monty, and that's why I'm yeah. on the pod <laughs> because we can't do it <laughs> It's true. The real secret here, guys, you're getting the insider <laughs> scoop here, is the reason Monty can't come on the pod is because they are here. Monty. <laughs> Monty is an idea. He, <laughs> he reads. It's a it's a light he's a lifestyle. That's all. <laughs> Monty is a lifestyle. Oh gosh. Get a lifestyle. Real. A lifestyle in which you do nothing but drink and read and tweet. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh Lord. God, he's gonna write this snippy article subtweeting Amanda. I know, I can't wait. Oh god! The fact that you let off with drink, like there's some intent. Well, I mean, that. hey, we so all have hate. a brand, okay? That's part of his brand, clearly. Is yours being wrong. You wish. I, I know, but anyways, you wish, right. Bucka. Anyways, so yes, getting to the draft. Um, so obviously, we're starting for content. So we're 
switching it up, doing some more fun things to uh, create controversy, debate, inspire uh, thought-provoking actions. Um, so we are going to do the best uniforms in baseball. And to make it slightly simpler, we're not going to do individual jerseys. We're just going to do teams. So if you take the Nats, for instance, if I select the Nats, I would get the home whites, the road grays that Amanda loves, the patriotic curly W's and everything between. And obviously the Navy jerseys too. You can't leave out the Navy jerseys. Um, but we're drafting by teams and you get all the jerseys associated with that team, including throwback jerseys, which is a, a big thing uh, in this draft. But <clears throat> considering we did the bandwagon team draft where Ryan went first and Amanda went second, we're doing the inverse order of that. So I will go first. Amanda's still second and Ryan's third snake draft style. So Ryan will draft twice and it goes back to me doing three rounds and uh, we will have special guest, Sam Fortier, uh, best friend. Woo! guest. Uh, he will decide the winner, um, but we will po also post it on Twitter to see what you all our heaters think as well. But, are we ready to get this show on the road? Okay, I guess I'll kick it off. I, I mean, I was waiting for Amanda to say she was ready, but clearly she, she's not ready. <laughs> she's thinking. She, 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 she never is for these things. Like, she <laughs> never comes prepared. We were having a conversation before the, the show started how she just is the most unprepared host I've ever seen in my life. And all the podcasts <laughs> I do in my entire life, she's the most unprepared. But just saying it. <laughs> Is she still here? I think she's paying attention to something else. Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> Blink twice if you're in Milwaukee. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> I hit the button and muted myself. So there you go. I'm still here. If you're and dying, honk the horn three times. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're not here anymore, say something. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, Nick, you're first. Who you got? I am first. This is tough because, obviously, a lot of pressure with the first pick. Um, but there's one team I, ha I, I it would really bother <clears throat> me if I didn't pick them. So I'm just going to go ahead, get it off the board now because I absolutely love their jerseys. I'm going with the classic look. Going to L.A., I'm taking the Dodgers. God! Mm. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely right. love the Dodgers jerseys, man. I mean, you get the clean blue, obviously, home Not whites are across the board. But you also get the pop of red with the numbers. I think they're the cleanest jerseys in baseball, and it's about the only championship that the Dodgers <laughs> will see in most of their lifetimes. So congrats, L.A. You have the best jerseys in baseball, in my opinion. Also, if the color you use is like known as your team color like dodger yeah dodger blue, blue yeah tar like, heel blue yeah. yeah i mean usually we see it in blue <laughs> but yeah absolutely great point ryan appreciate you mm -hmm. all right amanda mm -hmm. you're up all right so mine is easy, awful the brewers i oh my love God. the brewers <laughs> love that get pucked <laughs> the, the, the brewers new jersey brewers. are so nice new jerseys oh my I, mean, I love like, their so 2020 set. The, the Brewers jerseys are the new ones. Oh, man, they are so clean. They're they so good. 
they have the right amount of yellow. I, I don't know if anyone's picking the Padres, mm-hmm. but I think the Padres have too much yellow in their jerseys. And plus, I don't like the brown. But anyways, the Brewers have the perfect amount of yellow. The navy is the primary dominant color. Yeah. It, it's it's awesome. And, and I, I like Ryan's that they're A, different <laughs> than everybody else's, and B, different from the from each other. You know what I mean? They're not all just the same uniform, basically, with different colors. Like, this one's white, this I agree. one's gray, and this yeah. one's whatever. They actually have a lot of different looks, and I just love that, mixing it up. I can't. The, one of the reasons I hate the road grays is because every team has the same damn road gray. The only difference is the name on it. Right. They're just so boring. And that's one thing I guess I will say about the Dodgers is they all their jerseys are pretty much the same. It's like the script. Um, yeah, boring. But, I think they're boring. But also, it's so clean that it, it translates, it transcends jerseys. But that's a good point, Amanda. The Brewers jerseys, they're all unique, but all of them are fire, which is why it's a good pick. So that's the one time I will say good pick. Um, awful, awful, no, awful pick. pick. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. Leaving me stranded here. <laughs> All um, right, Ryan. Two in a row. So I'm I'm stuck between a couple right now. There's a couple classic jerseys, but I think with my first pick for this, I'm going out west. I'm going a little farther north than um, L.A., but I'm going with the I like the jerseys. Ooh. I love their green jerseys. Just like the way, like the whole yeah. green with the white Oakland and the gold trim around it, absolutely love it. I think it's so clean. Um, green and yellow is a hard combination, but yep. I really, really like how they get it done. I think them and the Packers are the only teams that can make it work, but mm. really like that one. Um, and then second, it's an absolute classic. I think it's the best color combo in sports. It's the Orioles. I love black Damn and it. orange. Oh, that was my next pick. Damn yeah, wow. suck it, Amanda. Um, now you know how it feels. Wow. <laughs> no, they're, even their white jerseys are nice. Like Their black and orange jerseys are so nice with the tricolor hats. The tricolor hat. Oh, oh. Thank you for mm-hmm. pointing that out. That is my mm-hmm. favorite. There's a high school baseball, baseball with... team that Nick's involved with that's a tricolor hat, and it's really nice also. Did do you know why we went back to the tricolor hat? I, I heard I heard the whole story yesterday. <laughs> this guy. So we a uh, little little backstory. So the high school Ryan and I went to the same high school, and I coach at the high school now. Growing or growing up, when we were in high school, we used the Astros, I guess, current logo. But at the time, the Astros the had their. Yeah, at the time, it was the old logo. The Astros weren't actively using it; they were using the the starter logo star whatever so we went back to the traditional h with the star behind it prior to the astros but i mean we've had that for 15 years or whatever and obviously with all the cheating stuff it was just time for a change we were getting a new well not a new field but getting the field redone and kind of renovating stuff anyway so the we were pushing for a logo change anyways and since we were doing a full top to bottom uh like rebrand I, I pushed for the tricolor hat, and that's all I was pushing for. And I know I was so annoying, but I got it done. And the <laughs> oh, the finished product looks so good. But, yes, Orioles, oh, man, that hat, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm tired of orange. I have too much orange in my wardrobe now. But that hat is so nice. God. 
That's yeah. a good pick. I do. I just love that the Orioles, are, you know, they haven't really changed stuff up in a long time. It's very classic. It's it, you, you always know exactly who you're looking at. There's a lot of teams with the red and the blue, and you always, you know what I mean? A lot of them you could mm-hmm. just be interchangeable with each other. But the Orioles are the Orioles. And I grew up, of course, an Orioles fan because there were no nationals. So I have a soft spot for the Orioles. But I love the orange. So that would have been my next pick. But since it's taken, I'm going to go with the Twins, who I think have a, a very one. nice set of uniforms for 2020. I like the, the baby blues that they've got. I'm always a sucker for the baby blues. But I just like a lot of them. They've got some bold color schemes. It's not just white with, you know, white with their colors on it and gray with their colors on it. I like mm-hmm. theirs. Yeah. Um, Twins was going to be my next pick. I Navy, like I said earlier, favorite color and with the red accents, I think it's crisp. It's mm-hmm. a clean look. You really can't go wrong with like a Navy red col- color combo. I mean, just look at the Nats, the Navy jerseys. Beside the, the World Series run, the Navy jerseys were already the most popular jerseys for the Nats because of that color combo. So great pick there. Uh, I'm, going, going, Nats. <laughs> I'm going with I, I don't know how this one will be received, but I love it. And Amanda, you pointed out the same reason for the baby blues, but also they also have uh, different, uh, a variety of jerseys, I should say. And that is the Texas Rangers. They mm-hmm. in, brought back the baby Similar blues this the year. Twins. Yes, they look so great. Um, the whites are very clean, but also the alternate red top I think looks good. And you can go the, their classic blue with white. I think all of their um, uniforms are clean. They play well. It's A plus stuff. A plus stuff. And with my last one, <clears throat> so I could go basic. But I didn't want to pick something like the Yankees, even though that's one of the more popular jerseys. I, I want to go something from the heart, something I like. And it took them a while to get it right, but I think they finally got it right. And it's probably the only good thing about this organization as a whole. And that is the Marlins. I think the Marlins' new uniforms are so nice. You get the black Miami Vice looking. I don't care what anyone says. I love them. I'm picking them, and I'm sticking to it. All right, owning it. I'm owning it. All right, owning it. All right, so I've got one more. Um, I'm kind of torn between two. I think I really do. I think I'm going to go Padres because I like something different. I like it when it's not. I like the Padres brown. I think it's cool because it's different. There's like, you know, most of the teams in baseball have the same few colors. And I like the Padres look. I almost went Pirates because I think the black and gold is just a a really nice look together. But I just hate all Pittsburgh sports so much that I can't go Pirates. So I'm going to go Padres. I like when DC sort of does it, but not really. When the whole city has the same color scheme? Yes. Yep. Yep. Ryan, we're we're on the same wavelength. But yeah, that's the one one thing I will give to Pittsburgh outside of PNC Park being the best stadium in baseball is I like how the all sports teams are black and and yellow. Um, But I, I don't like the Padres jerseys. I just am not a fan of the brown. I think... It, it was a throwback thing. It was a, 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 I can't find the phrase, but product of its time. There we go. Um, but I, I don't think it plays well. I think they're going to end up changing it back. 
in the next few years. They probably will, back but I Navy. think they're going to go with it for a while. I think the navy orange-white thing they had going on, it was better than the brown and yellow. I like the I brown. Know, I think they can tone down the brown. Because, like, it's their they classic do. The people jersey. there love people it. Love them yeah, that's probably a good point. I'm not a Padres fan, so I, I don't like it. But And I also don't they like that. They can tone it down, though. Yes, I agree. But I also don't like how all these teams are adopting pinstripes. Like, when I think pinstripes, no, obviously, it's you Yankees. Yankees, you can do Cubs. Even the White Sox have had pinstripes for a while. But now you get the Padres, the Rockies. Um, the Brewers alternate. Brewers, the Phillies. Yeah. Phillies. Yeah, all these other teams are adding pinstripes. And I think you can only select a few teams are pinstripe-worthy teams because they're classic teams. But now everyone and their mother is adding a pinstripe alternate, and I don't like it. So another knock against the Padres. There you go, everybody. You're on notice now, world. Nick doesn't like it. <laughs> All right, Ryan, send us home. All right, is this my last pick, or do I have one other after this? Uh, last pick. Oh, shoot. Okay. This is it. Um, so I'm torn between two because I really like just classic jerseys. Well, like, you can say the two because no one else is picking behind you. That's true. I'll do both. If you would like. I'll, I'll say it, yeah. So, like, I really like classic jerseys, like jerseys that just do not change over time. Like, the Cardinals have kept their jerseys yep. classic. The Yankees mm-hmm. are classic. The Red Sox. Like, I really like the Cubs jerseys. The only thing they've added is those blue alternates, which are pretty nice. That was the team I was going to go to. But I am going to Pittsburgh. I love the black and yellow. Um, I think their jerseys are really nice. And I also like when jerseys have a little bit of a deeper meaning. And the black and yellow is a whole tribute to the city of Pittsburgh. So I think it's really sweet. And they have a Wiz Khalifa song that they can play every single game <laughs> while wearing their jerseys. So, like, I really like the black and yellow combo. So I'm going Pirates. I like that pick. All right. I, I was surprised the Cardinals didn't come up even in conversation. Oh, well, I guess we didn't really talk about it because everyone is picking still. But, yeah. yeah, the Cardinals, I mean, that's like a classic jersey. The one honorable mention I guess I'll give is the Blue Jays. I think you like their jerseys. Yeah, Astros are nice, also. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's another point. I I do like the Astros jerseys. I mean, I don't think it would go over well if any of us picked them. <laughs> I mean, it would be dumb if you're blaming us for just liking their jerseys. But anyways, Astros do have nice jerseys. But yeah, I I like the Blue Jays ones a lot. I'm glad. I actually like the Braves jerseys, even though I loathe them. Some of their it, classic jerseys. It just goes to that navy, red, and white color combo. Like, it just, yep. I mean, look, most, like, the Patriots have always had good jerseys. They have that color combo. I mean, if you have that color combo, it just goes so well together, and there's so many possibilities with your, yep. uh, like, alternate jerseys and whatnot. You can go red, you can go navy and all this stuff. And you can even throw gray in there and it wouldn't be too much of a, like, difference. Yeah, yeah there's and, you know, so my, many options. Uh, my high school was uh, mascot was the Patriots. So even from the time I was in high school, I was like red, white, and blue was always my favorite color combination. So I am definitely a sucker for the red, white, and blue combos. Yeah. Who do you think has the worst jerseys in baseball? or worst can, I, can I say something that would be slightly controversial? Nats. Hey, you always do. I, I won't say they're the worst, but the Nats need to pick an identity. Their jerseys are a mess. It's like Yeah, they're all over the place. Are they patriotic? Are they the curly W? Do they have the script nationals? Are they the script Washington? Which one are you? The navy blues that they unleashed this year, love fantastic. Absolutely Dude, I, love them. They, yeah. 
they like, need to if they sorry go, i'll let you finish sorry. no you're fine all i was gonna say is they need to pick an identity like go more towards the script just saying nationals yeah. of washington get rid of the curly w the curly w sucks to be honest with you well you can it's, leave it on the hat yeah exactly but like on the jerseys leave the nationals like the new nike uniforms the like home spring training of it the like white that ones. says yeah nice just pick mm-hmm. an identity Figure out who you are. Are you patriotic? Are you curly W? It just hurts my head. Yeah, I like, own all, all of them, but like, <clears throat> come on. <laughs> I'm all for doing something unique and making it your own, but just to Ryan's point, I think them going the script route, say like the Dodgers, um, it, it leans towards more of a classic look and something that is going to age well. Um, so, and you're seeing that they're kind of starting to do that. Like the Navy Jersey is without a doubt going to be their best selling Jersey of all time for multiple reasons, but it's also just a good looking Jersey with the script. And obviously Navy is a popular color, but the white spring training jerseys that they're bringing into their full time rotation, those ones will be so nice once you're able to buy them. I love those ones. Um, I agree. They need to pick an identity. Um, I don't love the, the curly W with the flag inside. I just have never been a fan of it. The hats, the the logo just doesn't look good. I mean, if it's a 4th of July jersey, sure, that's fine. But I've never liked it um, as a, personally as a logo. So I think you put the curly W in the hat, you leave the script, and you can do, if you wanted to, you can do a number below the script on the front. Just me, but yeah, they, they need to pick a lane. Yeah, I like the navies a lot. They're my favorite. The navies actually, are so I nice. To like... You remember, you know, the uh, the Caps wore a Navy jersey for the Stadium Series game. Oh, I have last it. Year, the first Caps oh, jersey I bought. Yep. I is love it, it. I wanted it so much, of course, I'll get on my hobby horse. They didn't release it in women's sizes, so I did not buy it. <laughs> I'm like, the amount of money I would spend on things if they would make them that fit me is, it's just a is dress. large. But, right, exactly. I could get it and wear it as a dress. <laughs> but um, those are my favorites. I love Navy as a, as a color for... Um, mm-hmm. For the, for the sports teams in D.C. And I actually think if they're going to pick a lane, I would love for them to go the sort of patriotic route and play up the, you know, nation's capital kind of thing. Well, the Caps but are red, line blue, the Wizards. Right. The Redskins are, of course, the outlier. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they um, Maryland, If I have to so. pick – exactly. They're not a D.C. team anyway. Um, again, that's going to start a fight on Twitter. Um, hmm. Rockies. Rockies have the worst – I like the purple, the though. The, the purple alternates are good, but otherwise, I like yes, the black. I agree with you. I, I, I oh. would personally say the white socks. I don't Even like the, the white purple, socks. though, it's so boring. It's just purple. Mm, like, they I didn't do anything. There. They didn't – yeah, I don't know. I don't like the Rockies. See, I love black jerseys. I think every team should yeah. have a black alternate jersey. There's just something about a blackout. Absolutely love it. You need to have I don't a love good a black secondary color for the black, though. So, like, with the Rockies, if you're going to have a black jersey, you need to make the purple pop. And, like, their primary jerseys, they have white lettering with, like, a purple outline, so it doesn't really pop as much. True. Uh, that's just my opinion. Like, yeah, I, do I like the black jersey. I a picture of it, and their like black the, jersey is not. The Orioles' good. black jersey, the Friday night jerseys are so mm-hmm. nice because Those the orange nice. pops. Yeah. Like, that's the thing you need to do. Um, it's not I, baseball, but like, look at the black Maryland basketball jerseys. Ooh. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because again, the red and yellow popped. I mean, yeah. it, but that's one reason I hate the White Sox because they're white and black white. and nothing else. Like you, you, they have their black jerseys, which is a good step for like creating a nice jersey. But then you just have white lettering, and it looks like something I could buy down at 
Models or Dick's Sporting Goods or something. Like, it's just not anything intriguing to me. I, I hate the White Sox jerseys. I agree. All right. Okay. So that was fun. So tomorrow, um, when we well, whenever we release the, the episode, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be up, but when it is. Uh, Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. Okay. So Sam is going to um, decide who wins our draft. Is that the plan? Yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit in the interview here, so they'll they'll hear the uh, the winner in like oh. 15 minutes when when Sam picks it. Fantastic. Okay, looking forward to that, and we will put it up online for you guys so you can vote and see whose uh, three picks you like the best. All right, please welcome to the show Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. Thank you again, Sam, for joining us. How you been? Of course. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I've been I've been well. It's kind of hard to keep track, and uh, every day it feels the exact same. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but but try to but try to stay well. Hope you guys uh, have as well. Yeah, it's just going crazy, but otherwise we're, we're good. <laughs> yeah, no baseball to talk about to speak of. So that's. But. But yeah, we're doing we're doing really well. Hey, before we move on to get to the actual interview, Sam, do you want to give um, our listeners your social media handles so they know where to find you online? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm at Sam Four T R. S A M the number four T R. All right, fantastic. That's on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's that's on Twitter. <laughs> okay, great. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for being with us. Um, I know you are no longer covering the Nats as your full-time gig. You've moved on to cover the Redskins. So um, what we'd love to kind of get your uh, your sense of your your time covering the Nats and, and what you thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it was obviously a great season to, to join the beat um, coming into that 2019 World Series. Um, and then I was down at, at spring training in 2020. And, um, Covering the Nats was really uh, one of, I would say, like one of the most informative experiences for me um, because, I mean, this is, you know, you see what a championship team looks like. You see how they work on the inside. And I think one of the things that stuck out to me the most, uh, because before the Nationals, I covered the Los Angeles Chargers uh, of the NFL. And, you know, they were a good team. They made the playoffs. Uh, they lost to the New England Patriots the year I covered them. But really what I saw from the Nats that, that was sort of different, that kind of put them over the top, was a blend of, of multiple veterans, you know, uh, Max Scherzer, Howie Kendrick, um, even Adam Eaton with, with kind of his, his different way of leading. Um, and then, you know, also having that youthful energy with, with Vic Robles and, and Juan Soto. And I think, like, the thing that I realized is if you can get in the playoffs, uh, and if you have, like, that kind of combination of guys um, and you have, uh, you know, the right pieces around them, um, like, like Davey being that very focused 1-0 uh, everyday kind of guy, you know, his ability to right the ship, I think if you combine all of those elements together, you see what it takes to win a championship. Um, and, and that, I think, was one of the most uh, valuable insights that, that I gained from covering the Nationals and one of the reasons I enjoyed covering them so much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy because we, we, we were talking about the, uh, I mean, we've talked about it a couple times, like we started this podcast uh, in February of last year. And of course, we started the podcast and the Nats win the World Series. So you're kind of in the same boat. The Nats don't win the World Series without this podcast <laughs> and without you covering them <laughs> for the Washington Post. 
Numbers don't lie. Exactly. Just saying. Exactly. Yeah, and like. <laughs> You covered a lot of pretty cool events that went on throughout the year. I mean, 1931 to the World Series, a lot went on. So I have to ask, what was your favorite part of the season, and why was it always coming on our podcast and becoming our best friends? <laughs> uh, I definitely think one of the things um, that, that transitioning over to the Nationals beat, uh, one of the reasons I, I liked it is because the Nationals fan base is really engaged. I remember the day I started covering the Chargers, the athletic you know it was the second year after they'd moved from san diego and like i tweeted out hey you know i'm covering the chargers now and i got like you know if i got 50 emails 48 of them were from you know pretty angry san diegans saying like i hope this team fails and i hope they, they never win again <laughs> coming to cover <laughs> coming to cover the nationals like uh you know i always found like the fans super not just engaged but like um I think the national fan base is pretty smart. Like, even when I get emails or, or tweets or talking to you guys, I just got a sense that, like, there was a real understanding. There was a real, you know, it wasn't like, I mean, obviously there was a lot of fire Davy, and, and when you look at 1931, it's hard to fault them for, for trying to find someone to blame on that. Um, but, but really, I think that there was a lot of um, rational, pr pretty good uh, takes from, from national fans, and it was, really, it was really cool to engage with the fan base like that. I think that's the first time I've ever heard someone describe the Nationals fan base as being smart. But you know, <laughs> hey, we'll I mean, take hey, it. Hey, if we're at the forefront of that, we'll take there are it. Some, right, right. There are some notable exceptions. Uh, as uh, as anyone who who looks at Twitter during a, a seventh inning or eighth inning bullpen meltdown will tell you. But on the whole, on the whole, I I, uh, I had a great experience. I mean, oh, that is fantastic. We wouldn't change anything either, so. <laughs> yeah, even all of the all of the hyperbolic overreaction is is fun. I mean, it's part of the Twitter experience, right? What would Twitter be without you know idiots going insane every time something you know mild happens? It wouldn't be the same place. I mean, I'll also pose the important philosophical question: If we didn't have those hyperbolic takes, would the Nats have won the World Series? I mean, the world would never know. Exactly. I mean, we all know I mean, correlation is causation. So exactly, as we have come to find many times on this show. <laughs> all I right, well, big, um, sorry. sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think big events just follow Sam because you joined the Redskins and then the Cody Latimer thing happens and, like, all of this. <laughs> so, like, you got a really busy couple days ahead of you, man. <laughs> Oh, man, All I can I, say I is, hope, uh, based on the this, based on this, we should expect the the Redskins to win the Super Bowl this year, right? Or is that? <laughs> I, I, well, I, uh, I know it's I silent. Think, I can't even get a laugh for that one. Everybody's just like. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think I think it might be a few years off, but the last three teams I've covered: Syracuse basketball, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Nationals made the playoffs. So, so if we set the expectations maybe a little lower. I, I just can't think that would be a tough order for for. Uh, yeah, but but maybe we'll I don't think that's low enough, Sam. I don't think that's <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> uh, but um, so obviously the reason uh, we've already done the draft in this part of the show, but um, obviously the the one of the reasons we have you on is to talk about the best uniforms in baseball. Um, so once we get to uh, our picks, we'll uh, 
or we'll tell them to you and you can pick the winner, but why don't you give us your top five uniforms in baseball? Okay. And and I just want to preface this with a, with an explanation that I feel like I might be a little different in the fact that uh, I like one of my favorite things about jerseys is just being different. Like, mm-hmm. for example, oh, like, I'm uh, winning. like you know a lot of people and this probably honestly is is not a great reflection of of my fashion sense in general but like you know the the angels like i like their logo but like you know it's it's a white t-shirt with like your team name across the front and and the indians like i just think you know you could do more you could stand out you could be different so so with that uh, in the rangers i think the rangers are my favorite because there's, there's not a ton of color variation there's a it's just there's Rangers across the front. You got the T on the hat. Um, they don't do anything different. So my top five, and, and I don't. This isn't in particular order, um, but for the classic jerseys, uh, for the ones that like you know I see and I'm like you know that that's what they were talking about like when baseball uh, when they, when they first started playing uh, the Cubs like that C uh, on on the chest and uh, you know kind of the blue color scheme. Uh, for me, those, mm-hmm. those are classic. Those are clean, and I feel the same way about the Cardinals. Like the bird perched on the bat, um, I just think like they're so they're so classic. Uh, and I guess you could probably say in the in the same vein, like you could have picked a, a Yankees or a Detroit with the D. But to me, like the Cubs and the Cardinals are the two that stand out among like those those jersey styles, if you will. Yeah, and so I, I agree with that. I know it was just funny because I mean we'll get to that. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but all those teams you just mentioned, none of them were drafted. So our our <laughs> lists are going to be very. I almost went different. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just funny. But go ahead, go ahead. No, no, for sure. So my uh, one of my personal favorites, and I think it may be because my favorite color is green. But I think those athletics green, white, and gold jerseys. Let's go. I think those are dope, honestly. Like uh, every time I see them play, like I would, I would definitely stay on that game on MLB TV, got TV a little bit longer. Um, and then my two, I feel like these are my two most controversial picks. Uh, the first one is I love the Marlins, like orange and teal, like Marlins man when he's sitting at those national games, like right behind the plate. Like I think uh-huh. those jerseys are awesome. I think I think they're great. I, what do you guys think? So, I mean, they were little, drafted. We'll just Yeah, yeah, we'll just say we're, we're, they were drafted. Okay. All right. Good. So, someone here agrees with one, you. <laughs> my last one. Uh I I dig the Padres like brown and yellow Damn scheme, it. like 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 I think those are awesome. Oh, uh, no. But I actually even like the camo just because it's so out there like the camo with the brown on brown I'm like I don't even really know what you're going for, but I love that you tried it. And I like I remember like Fernando. I walked into the Padres clubhouse uh, when they were playing the Nats. Uh, I think it was like last June or last May, and I saw Fernando Tatis Jr. wearing his like camo, and I was like, "Man, this is this is weird." I'm so in. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh, well, oh sorry, I I was just gonna ask about the athletics. Does the green have anything to do with a certain shirt you wore when you were said child model? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yes, that's so true. Wow. Yes. Yes. It was unconscious until you brought it up, Nick. Yeah, I didn't mean to go psychotherapy on you. Just, right, <laughs> just pointing no, it out. For sure. <laughs> 
I, I never would have made that connection, but I, but I definitely think there's something there. Um, <laughs> so so to recap, my top five, we got the, the Cubs blues, the Cardinals with the bird on the bat, the Athletics classic green, white, and gold, the Padres dark brown slash camo, and the Marlins orange and teal. Those, that's my top five. Okay. All right. So I think All this right, is really anyone. Go, yeah, this is anyone's yeah, this game is right here. So we did a draft style snake draft. So I went first and then it went Amanda, Ryan, Ryan picked twice and went back Amanda, me. And we did three rounds. So my picks were the Dodgers, the Rangers and the Marlins. Amanda picked the Brewers, Twins and Padres. And Ryan picked the A's, Orioles and Pirates. So I think one, each one of us has at least one from your list. Right, right, okay. Hmm. This is intense. Hit me with the list again. Hit me with the list again. Okay, all right. So I went with, I guess, why don't we each, Ryan and Amanda, why don't we each give them our our three and then give him, like, a pitch why we picked the jerseys we picked. Okay. All right. It's anyone's game. I'm not going to lose on a technicality because I didn't sell Sam my my uniforms. (laughs) So... Number one pick, I went with the Dodgers. Kind of like what you were saying, it's a very clean, classic look. I love the Dodger script, and Ryan gave me a great point last night. You know the jersey and the uniform is good when the color is named after the team, in this case, Dodger Blue. It, it looks great. The blue script on the white with the red numbers, I think, is the most elite look in baseball, so I had to take him number one. Um, obviously, it was a while before my second pick, but I love the Rangers' new jerseys. The baby blues are my kryptonite. I wish the Nats had, like, a baby blue jersey in their rotation. And then I, I went with the Marlins um, because I love the Miami Vice, like, teal, pink uh, accent kind of look. I think their black jerseys are fire. Um, but kind of like you said, I didn't really mind the orange jerseys either. It was very out there. I mean, it's Miami. It's not a very subdued city by any means. So I liked what they were trying to do, and I didn't mind them at all. But I I chose them on specifically for the black, um, teal, and, and pink Miami Vice look. All right. right. I, I, I love it. I love it. All right. Who's next? All right. All right. I'm next because I went second in the draft. So I very much am with you on the I don't like the uniforms where everybody's stuff looks the same. It gets very boring. I hate the road grays that the Nats wear because they look just like everybody else's road gray. So I think it's very telling that the Nats did not get drafted by this group of Nats fans. (laughs) But um, I went with the Brewers with my first pick, whose uniforms for 2020 are just spectacular. Their whole set of them are great. They're all different from each other, not only different from other teams, but it's just an absolutely spectacular collection of uniforms. Love them. And then I went with the Twins, who have the baby blues as well. I also love a baby blue uniform and they've got the you know red white and blue thing that so many teams do but they've got some really nice clean looks that are that are different than any of the other red white and blue ones and then i went with who was my third one i forgot (laughs) probably because they're so forgettable oh it was the padres right the padres who (laughs) like you are they're totally out there i love the um Nick and Ryan both don't like the brown, but I just think it's different and it's cool. And I like that they really embrace the whole military thing that goes on in San Diego. So I'm a big fan of the Padres uniforms. I like that when you see them, you know they're the Padres. You don't have to read the name on it to know which team you're watching. 
I mean, yeah, but I could have the worst jersey in baseball, like the Padres do, and people would know it's my team. Wow. It's not necessarily a good thing. Just saying. You know what else isn't a good thing is not being able to lose gracefully, Nick. Yeah, you know it's not a good thing? Forgetting your team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. All right. I'll give you that one. (laughs) Sam, let's be honest. Their jerseys are good, but they're not mine. I start off with the Oakland A's. You said it yourself. It's the green. We get it. It's your favorite color. Everyone loves green. <laughs> the green with the gold and the white. Like when I see them, those green jerseys with the white athletics and the yellow trim, unreal. Not many teams are able to pull that off, but there's something special about that green. And you truly understand that, Sam, as a fan of green. I know you do. Wow. And then we go to Baltimore. Are you like saying his name more often so that way it's it like resonates sort of subconscious? Yeah. It resonates with him. It's called marketing, right? And then you go to Baltimore, okay? And you have We're just Berlin. all up in Sam's subconscious on this. <laughs> and you have Birdland, one of the greatest color combinations all sports, black and orange. It's fantastic. Even their white jerseys with the orange Orioles, the black trim, just something special about that, especially in their blackout playoff games when everyone in the crowd is wearing the orange with the tricolor caps. We all know it. It's just special. It's a lot better. And I actually remember my third team, unlike someone else, and I have the... <laughs> Did you forget? Did he stop? Wait, hold on, hold on. who did I take? Oh, there we go. Okay, so and then we move to up north to Pittsburgh. The city has a song about it, and jerseys just mean more when the jersey is representing what the city is all about. The black and yellow of Pittsburgh it has a great meaning. It looks good with the bridge right behind PNC. Black and gold is Pittsburgh. Wiz Khalifa even sung about how great those jerseys are. None of the other people have a rap song about their jerseys. So my third team is the Pirates in their beautiful black and yellow jerseys. Thank you. I mean, I think I <laughs> win you. because I was literally the only person not to forget my teams. <laughs> <laughs> you probably wrote them down. It's yeah, it's called being really prepared. Fair. Try it sometime, Amanda. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> wow. All right. Poor uh, Sam. I have to, I, how you, how I you have doing to. over there? <laughs> great. I feel I feel like uh, I feel like I'm on Shark Tank. Like if this is how these people feel, like I feel like just getting sold. Like I love it. I love. I'll give you thirty bucks. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. So hmm, let me let me. Uh, this this is a very competitive field. I feel like because all of you kind of hit on hit on the the themes that I that I prioritize when I was picking my top five, both in having a classic like like the Dodgers and having a weird one like uh, the Padres. Uh, I think um, – and, and, and Pittsburgh and Baltimore were, were actually two contenders that I considered for, the, for that like classic look. And I also think uh, Baltimore did have um, – you know, the, the orange and black is fresh. Um, all right, all right, let me, let me go through this. Um, hmm. Ryan, you made a you made a very you made a very strong case. Uh, I think you have a you have a deep roster with your picks. Uh, Amanda, you you had the Brewers and the Padres, the two that I absolutely loved as well. But I I think I think I gotta go I think I gotta go with Nick. 
I think I got. Oh, go. this is rigged. <laughs> this is rigged. <laughs> I think That's I gotta go with Nick. Frank. Let's go. He must have. He must have Venmoed him fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just gave him all the royalties to this podcast. <laughs> wow. So less than fifty bucks. Exactly. Hey, I, I gotta. I gotta explain the 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 combination of of the classic, uh, of of the of the different uh of the different uh style of jerseys. I, I think the the depth and the uh. The variation in the jerseys, I think, it, to me, was the most complete roster. Uh, so that that's why I got to go with Nick. But th- this was much much closer than I anticipated, and uh, definitely uh, each of you have very strong arguments. Well, I knew it was I an honor just Cubs. to be nominated. Oh. <laughs> if I went Cubs over Pirates. I would have won. <laughs> yeah, you talked about going Cubs. You did. It's the worst day of my life. <laughs> Try not to choke next time, Ryan. <laughs> Especially right after you said, who could remember their third one and then forgot your third one? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I was all in on the pitch, Ryan, and then you forgot the third one, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't forget. It was called dramatic pause. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I literally went through my head 50 times. I blanked. God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh rough, man, rough. this is so well, sweet. This fun. sweet victory. You're, felt like I won the World yeah, Series all over again. Prepared, Mr. Preparation. Uh, do you have a victory speech? No, because I don't want to rub it in. I mean, I, I'm going to win with grace. Yes, you something you you wouldn't know about, Amanda. I'm going to win with grace. So <laughs> I don't have a, 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 a rub it in speech uh, for for you guys. But I, I appreciate <laughs> you, Sam, Judge Fortier, as you were. Um, it, it's. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I've earned this, and I appreciate you. So, so much hard work. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I do want to get you guys' thoughts on, on one more thing. Why do you think that the Nats jerseys don't stand out? What are your theories on Ooh. On, so on We talked the, about the, this how, last how night. How are we fixing the Nats jerseys, guys? They need an identity. Like, what are they? I said this yesterday. Like, half the jerseys have the curly W, half of them are patriotic, and the other half have the script. Like. What's their yeah, logo? Three halves, as, as everyone <laughs> That's knows. That's a lot of halves. Yeah. What's, what's their logo? They just need to figure out one thing, like go with the script and do different jerseys off that and like just figure out their identity. And that's why I feel like their jerseys are a mess. Yeah, I, I personally, I, I'm not a fan of the patriotic curly W. Like for 4th of July look, absolutely. But as like a regular rotational piece, I don't like it. Um, I said last night, like most, if a team has a Navy Jersey in their, uh, uniform alternation or whatever, usually the Navy Jersey is one of the best, if not the best sellers. So obviously you get the Nats Navy jerseys with the world series run. Those are going to be the best sellers. Um, but the script looks really good. And I think the white spring training jerseys that also have the script on them, once those become available, those are going to be hot sellers too because people were like freaking out about those even last spring training when they unveiled them and how awesome they were. So I think that's, I agree with Ryan, the script is the way forward. Just, um, I guess, relegate the, the Curly W logo just to their hats. I, I would stick to the script as far as uniforms go. Yeah, I would like to see something that's a little bit more interesting, too. I feel like they're, they're very, again, it's the red, white, and blue thing. There are so many teams with it, and they just don't have anything that really stands out. I'd love to see a throwback using the old DC, interlocking DC logo. I really like that logo. 
So I think it would be eh. cool if they did something with that. But they need I don't a baby know. blue. I just, I just think they're they're generic. A baby blue would be amazing. I would love. They that. need a but baby blue. I, like those expos ones, the throwbacks that they wore were sweet. so clean, so clean. Yeah, I loved those. But I just think they're boring. Right, right. I, and I think the, not only I think they're boring, and and the other problem I have is is sort of what we're talking about. Like the nationals, they have you know the the whites, the grays, the the red alternates, and the navy blue alternate. But I feel like they mix them up with enough regularity that I'm not even really sure. Like when I think of the nats. I probably think of the the navy blue because of how they played in them in the postseason, but right. but I don't have like a single color when I think of the Nats like you would with with the Athletics or the Padres or even the Cardinals. Uh, I mean like team or the Cubs like teams that we've talked about. I feel like about very strong like one or two colors like a color scheme. I I don't feel mm -hmm. like I can picture a strong color scheme when I think of the Nationals. Yeah, yeah and like. Point. Yeah, Amanda said they have the red, white, and blues, but even, like, the Caps do red, white, and blue, but they're a dominant red team. The Wizards do red, white, and blue, but they kind of do it in a way that they still have an uh, somewhat of an identity. And Amanda said last night the Redskins are an outlier, so good job or good luck with uh, with that organization, Sam. But um, No, but, uh, yeah, I think it comes down to yeah, but just even pick, they a have lane, an identity. pick a lane and stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, like burgundy and gold is, is Redskins. Everybody, you can, you can see that a mile away and you know what it is. So mm -hmm. it's different, but it's not. I, you're, I just think that's exactly the problem. They just don't have any strong identity with either the logo or the color scheme. So I think they should just pick a direction and go with it. And, you know, a decade or so goes by, and then people will associate that with the team. But right now there really isn't anything. And the whites and grays are just the worst. They're so boring. They don't even do anything cool with the whites. I mean, whites can be can be cool if you, you you put a little effort into them, but the Nats have not. I mean, just look at the Diamondbacks. How many times in the past decade have the Diamondbacks changed their jerseys because they can't pick a lane? Like it's you're you're borderline. I can't or, even picture them right now. <laughs> right. Well, the ones this year actually look good finally, but like last year they had the kind of gunmetal gray jerseys with the black lettering and then the teal outline. And then now they're going back to like a crimson red. They still have some gray, but like they're all over the place. And that's kind of the territory the Nats are heading towards with all these different variations. Like if you have a throwback or an alternate, that's fine. A lot of teams do, but the Nats mix it up so frequently that, like Sam said, they don't have like that one jersey, like the Yankee pinstripes or the Cub with the C or the Cardinal on the bat or anything like that. They don't have the one jersey that stands out as the Nats jersey. If you if yeah, you ever needed agreed. the political capital to do something bold and to, to kind of like put yourself out there in terms of jersey design, I feel like this this year would have been the year to do it. Exactly. But they and did like, not. you're right. And why did they? They could have sold so many jerseys at Christmas if they had just made the navy jerseys available, like after the World Series run when everyone wanted them. Not that people don't want them now, but like. Obviously, with no baseball being played, you're going to run into some people not wanting to buy jerseys if they can't wear them to the game, you know? So, like, they miss the boat almost um, as yeah. far as, like, like I couldn't the peak of a jersey. money on that stuff after the World Series. Like, you could have put out anything with a Nats logo on it, and I would have bought it for, like, a I bought so much. I bought my senses a little bit now. I bought World Series bean bags for my cornhole set. Like, I bought <laughs> so much. <laughs> That's fantastic.
I have, I have World Series, Nats World Series toothbrushes. So, like, literally, you could have sold me anything right, right. after the World Series. Was yeah, there. I absolutely would have bought a jersey. But, yeah, I mean, you would think they would promote the Navy jersey as their jersey, especially after how popular it's been and, um, like, the performance they they did with them in the, uh, in the playoffs. So, but I don't know. And also, just while we're on the topic, I hate – the I don't hate the block W, but I hate the block W in front of the Capitol. I, I don't think that's a good logo at all. For spring training, it's fine. It's whatever. Usually teams have a weird spring that's training terrible. logo, but I don't like that logo at all. Nope. I'm not a fan of the Capitol building as a logo in general, not the Capitol. <clears throat> no. no. Sam, no, who, do you, who do you think has the worst jerseys in baseball? Uh... I would I would say it it's between like the Indians, Angels, Twins, maybe twins. the Rays do do a little. It's the Twins that sunk me. Yeah, Amanda, yeah, pick the Twins because they, those feel like very boring. Yeah, but I like the baby blue, and I like some of like the dark, like the the blue with the red outlined letters. Like it's not it's not as boring as some of the red, white, and blue. I want to go with something a little classic, and I love their new baby blues. But the baby blues, I I do see how like like the like I'm I'm kind of out on the Rangers for the same reason, but their baby blues are good too. Like I I get where you guys were coming from with the with the the baby blues, like putting you over the top on on certain uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Uh, no, we, uh, we talked about the worst jerseys in baseball too. I think you guys said the Rockies, and I said the White Sox, um, just because they're the Indians are pretty bad too. The Indians are pretty bad, um, and like I think now they're chief. The Chief Wahoo logo is gone now, right? They they got rid yeah. of that. Yeah, uh, and that was that was really the only. Out. Yeah, I think that was the only thing. Not saying it was good or like morally right but it was the only thing standing out about those uniforms that could like make them different now they're just very very bland and they're going with the the normal c on the on the cap it's not even like the the cub c which is like has the red white and blue in it it's just a normal c which yeah so i think the indians are pretty bad too indeed it'll be nice when there's baseball being played and we can talk about baseball instead of just uniforms but this is definitely fun having a draft uh, i mean more fun for me since i won but you know <laughs> you wouldn't, uh, winning you i can i can confirm after the world series that winning is more fun than losing <laughs> but it, it's it's more fun when you win repeatedly and not just <laughs> one time so just want to point that out gracefully as you'd like to like exactly. remind all of us yeah <laughs> Oh, fantastic. All right. Do we have any more questions for Sam? Just why? No. I really Before thought I had it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I have a question. Number one, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Number one. You can see, Sam, that we both win and lose gracefully on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I can appreciate the sportsmanship here. <laughs> yeah, at least, uh, at, least, take at, least none of you, at least none of you cheated to uh, to try to win. That's that's all. Exactly. I yeah. Exactly. I totally didn't I mean, know what was coming. Ryan did offer you a bribe, but you didn't take it. So was the cheating really done? <laughs> yeah. I should have done it. Yes, if you try to cheat but fail, is it still cheating? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> the philosophical question. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to need more psychotherapy for this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Sam, so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. I know everyone is um, starved for sports content, and uh, at least baseball has all sorts of interesting proposals going on that will never happen. So we have something to talk about. But we really appreciate you coming on, as always. And I think this does this make him our, our officially the most frequent oh, he, guest we've had? Yeah, he was already. I think this is like, what, the fifth or sixth time? But this yeah, is his he, initiation. Yeah, the, this is his. He's basically like the fourth member of this podcast. I mean, congratulations. I don't know. <laughs> condolences. I don't know what, yeah, what's proper here. I'm sure doesn't pay as much as the Washington Post, but it has its perks. <laughs> hey, the, the next time, really? The next time what? I, uh, what are those? The next time, <laughs> the next time I come on here, I'll probably get to skip therapy that week. So we'll <laughs> to go with the <laughs> yep. glad we could help out. <laughs> All right, so Sam, will you give everybody your uh, Twitter handle one more time so they know where to find you? Absolutely. Uh, I'm at Sam4TR, S-A-M, the number 4-T-R. And, and, yeah, thank you guys uh, so much for having me on. I always appreciate the conversation. Thanks, Sam. All right, we thank you. It. You guys have a good afternoon. Stay safe. Absolutely. You too. Okay. Um, so we are going to do um, one more quick um, fun thing, which is talk about if there were a last dance style documentary done about someone in baseball, who would be the best person to do it about? So I don't know how many of you people listening have also watched the the last dance documentary. I think tonight is the last episode. Is that right? Tonight's last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it, you should. Um, but if it's basically a very in-depth, overarching look at Michael Jordan. So if there's who in baseball would be the person most interesting to do something like this about? So we're going to go around the, the horn here and see what everybody thinks. So Ryan, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so this is, like, I haven't watched it yet just because, like, I haven't recorded. I kind of just want to steamroll it on just one rainy day. I'm really bored and quarantined. But this is tough because... I don't think there's that many people in sports, like, in general, who can get to this level just because, like, everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. So, like, Tiger Woods, he can get to this level. Like, Tom Brady, Michael, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, LeBron James, all could be to this level because of who they are. And so you have to go past. And for me, I think of one of the most controversial people for this type of thing to work, and it's Barry Bonds. Like, I think either him or Pete Rose would be really interesting, just, like, all the Barry Bonds' entire route through his career, the questionable steroid stuff because he never tested positive for a drug test in his career for a banned substance, and then being blackballed by baseball, being forced out at <clears throat> age 42. Just something like that would be a really interesting documentary that I think could work. Yeah, and also, I mean, people forget he was the hitting coach for the Marlins there for a little bit, so he was back into the game after he was blackballed, and mm -hmm. it, it kind of went under the radar because, um, I mean, he was on, like when D. Gordon hit that home run after Jose Fernandez uh, died. got suspended for steroids. Yeah, but anyways. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> uh, of steroids, right? He goes inside the dugout and literally hugs Barry Bonds. Like, that's the first person he hugs. So there's a whole huge another um, layer there yeah. yeah exactly thank you um but yeah barry bonds obviously is 
probably the right answer if there is such a right answer. But for me, I'm going to uh, my right answer per se, but also no, the player I, I grew up loving. I absolutely loved him. And then, of course, scandal hit, and I've had a love-hate relationship about him since, and that's Alex Rodriguez. Um, I absolutely loved him growing up. He was the reason I got into baseball. He was the reason I was a Yankees fan growing up before the Nats came to town. I, this dude like was my idol. I wanted to be like him. I wore number 13 and all this stuff. Um, but obviously once you find out like your life is a lie and, and he, he cheated, he cheated himself the game and all of his fans and people like me that looked up to him. I mean, it, it definitely changes your perspective, but now you see him, his career like Barry Bonds ended in a very weird way. He retired in like July during the middle of season because the Yankees just didn't want him anymore. He was four home runs shy of 700, I think. Um, yeah. Like, it, it was it, just a very weird scenario as to how he left the game of baseball. But now you see him in the broadcast booth, and for the most part, he's pretty well received. Like, even he's love now. Yeah, even Red Sox fans are, like, begrudgingly, like, accepting of him <laughs> calling games. I mean, he, he says some dumb stuff. Like, he, he was on he's trying to buy the Mets or just become an owner in baseball. So he's pro owners in yeah. this whole season proposal thing, which I don't like, but that just, it's another layer. Like Amanda said to the story, like he was uh, arguably the best player in baseball, arguably one of the faces of the game. Turns out he cheated. And then his career didn't end how anyone thought it would. Everyone thought he was going to be the first 800 home runs. And then he was out of the game kind of, special advisor per se to the Yankees, but now he's back in the game, but now he's trying to transition to an owner, which people don't really like the owners. So I think you could do 12, 15 episodes on Alex Rodriguez and it would just be fascinating with all the, um, the Mitchell report, the biogenesis scandal, all of this stuff. I, I, I would, that Peak. would be must watch TV for me. Peak Yankees Red Sox rivalry, like the exactly. fights he was in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his first game back from his suspension in Fenway Park, and, and like, he won a World Series. So, like, there, yep. there's that too. There, there is like, that that high. Being the 19 year old phenom and like the highest paid player in baseball. Oh, dude, his would be yeah. really good. Yeah, I'm all. It would be good. Yeah, and J Lo. <laughs> right, and you'd get J Lo in it, so you get even more people to watch who aren't necessarily yep. baseball people. So, from a ratings perspective, you've got the Yankees Red Sox thing. You've got J Lo. Hard to argue that that would, that would do numbers as far as ratings. However, my pick is different, and it's different not just because it's a, a different guy, but it's not somebody who was the best player in the league, like Michael Jordan, or like arguably, you know, Bonds or Rodriguez. But um, mm. I'm going with Dusty Baker, who for interesting, interesting, it's hard to top. I mean, that guy has had an absolutely fascinating journey through baseball for decades and decades and decades from, you know, all the way back in, when his playing career, I mean, the man invented the high five for Christ's sake. I mean, you've got, you've got so much history, so much that people won't know. I feel like with Bonds or Rodriguez, you've got, that's stuff's pretty current. It's pretty, people who are around now or baseball fans are going to know their stories pretty well. And obviously you get into minutia in a documentary like that that people don't know. But I feel like you really get to go back in baseball history if you did a documentary on Dusty Baker all the way up to today where 
the biggest scandal in baseball history is the Astros cheating scandal, and now he's their manager. He's right in the middle of it. I just oh, think it would speaking, be absolutely fascinating. Um, I have a comment about Dusty, but speaking of Astros, LeBron's production company is making a docu-series on the Astros cheating stuff, so that'll be interesting. Nice. But For sure. the Dusty thing will be interesting because there'll be two whole episodes where 1-800-by-logic is just playing on repeat for every single playoff <laughs> collapse that he was responsible for over that's and what over saying, and that's over That's part again. of what makes it so interesting is it's not just a, this guy was the most dominant guy in baseball story. It's much more what than that. He? There's so much failure and so much struggle and so many comebacks and so many chances. And, it, it, you know, he's come into contact over the decades with so many huge luminaries of baseball that – would be tangential to the story. I think it would be amazing. So, Wasn't he the coach during um, Steve Bartman? I think so. Like he was the um, he was the coach of the Cubs then, right? I I think so. I think so. I'd have to go and look. Yeah. Uh, my one thing with Dusty, and to an extent Bonds, but Bonds has that aura about him that you could do a doc and it, it, people would watch. My thing with Dusty is it's a very fascinating story but it's a tough sell without a redemption arc or like some sort of payoff um like bonds if he got into the hall of fame or he became a manager and won a world series or something like that kind of changed the the narrative on him that yeah sign him up for a 10 episode doc doc right then and there um but dusty unless he even if he wins with the Astros, it's like, but it's the Astros. So that one's more I know, but it's, it's just so opinion. interesting because what oh, do people want to talk about in baseball more right now than the Astros? I mean, the, they were well, all the media not, like, was talking to the Astros when they were next to the Nats at the, or the abbreviated spring training. The Astros are the biggest story in baseball. I think if you, <clears throat> you know, there's no redemption arc yet, but there's certainly an open-ended, and here he has yet another chance. To, to finally get to the top of the mountain, you know, I just I would watch. You could sign, even even aside from the 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 way it interacts with the Nationals, because obviously mm. I'm more interested in national stuff than anything else, baseball wise. But you know, even if he had never been the manager for the Nationals, I just think he's an absolutely fascinating individual. I think that you could go. You have so much material to work with in a documentary. You know. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, have. That's a good point. He doesn't have the rate, like the name recognition of all the other people he meant to, but like his story is interesting enough. Like through all the big moments in baseball that like he was there for, like pretty sure right. he was. Um, pretty sure he's the coach. I could be making this up. Thought he was the coach of the Giants when um, um, was it his kid who almost got ran over by Barry Bonds at home plate in yeah. the playoffs? Yeah, that. Um, yeah, it's like Forrest Gump. I mean, ruining <laughs> ruining Mark Pryor's entire career. Um, a lot, a lot of interesting ruining the Nets for multiple seasons <laughs> with an absolutely loaded team <laughs> everywhere he went. Two with multiple, Amanda. No, like there's he and has enough interesting point, stuff man. the man has been through where I really think baseball fans, like average fans, would watch it. Um, and then him talking about why he loves toothpicks. <laughs> yeah, I think right exactly. I don't think Dusty would make a good, like, last dance, but a good, like, 30 for 30, yeah. If there was a Dusty yeah, I agree. 30 for 30, yeah, that, that wouldn't be, would be good. But, again, it's just, like, how do you, how does that documentary end? You can't leave it, oh, at least in my opinion, you can't leave it open-ended with 
oh, now he manages the Astros. I, I think that's, like, a little too up in the well, air. Maybe but it would be a good over. last dance after his career's over. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I just I think he is, like you said, he was sort of there and involved in so many huge baseball moments over the course of decades that I think there's something for everybody in that story. Do you know what I mean? There's If you like baseball, there is something for you in the Dusty Baker story. He almost is like, <laughs> like I said, it's almost Forrest Gump-like where he's sort of just there around for all these major, huge moments in, in the sport. And I don't know. I would I would watch every second of it if they made a 10-episode a ten documentary. Yeah, Brian and I have a friend whose dad, like, works with the D.C. Grays and um, was – and Dusty Baker's son played for the D.C. Grays when he was um, coaching the Nats, so he would interact with Dusty frequently. And he was probably the biggest Dusty Baker stan I've ever met in my life. Um, would bet money he is the biggest Dusty Baker stan out of anyone not in the Baker family. So I know at least one person <laughs> that would watch it. Well, but it seems like if you talk to people who know him, even even whatever quibbles we as fans or people in the game have about his actual coaching acumen, and that's that's a, up for debate. But as far as an individual, pretty much everybody loves that guy. Like, yeah, it's very never rare. Anybody you say not. anything bad about that guy? Yeah, yeah, it's very rare you see such a well-received manager. Like even someone like Terry Francona or someone like people. There are certain people that don't like his style. Or, or you know what I mean, but Dusty. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a player's manager. I, I haven't heard one. I don't think many players. One would, negative but thing from a. Yeah, player. I haven't heard one ne- negative thing about him. <clears throat> yeah. So. So I thought it was a shame the way his his tenure here ended. I I know. Oh, believe me, I know all about the playoff disappointments and, you know, whether or not he should have been retained is right. Whether he should have been retained is a debate for another time. But, it's um, no debate. I, I, no, 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 no. I don't it's think not, you should no, have no, either. I don't not think for another of time. Us, but I'm, I'm talking about it now. <laughs> it was the, it was the right decision. Debate. It was the right decision. How can you even say it was the wrong decision at that I'm point? not the saying only, that. I'm saying a lot of people. It's one or the other. It it's black and people white. only it's say that because he was nice. He was not the right coach. Like at the time, yes, I totally agree. It was a disaster. But yeah. it just, no, it just I completely agree. Right. I think it was the right decision. However, I'm simply saying a lot of people do think that's debatable. Oh yeah, but I was t- I was talking to them. Whatever. I was like, I think that's prior to the World Series, that. though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to argue that now. Now, no one cares about that at all. <laughs> but, that's my point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, totally incredible guy, incredible story, incredible baseball life. I think he'd make an awesome candidate for a documentary like that. All right. Should we do Twitter questions? Twitter yeah. questions. All right. We got a lot. People are just as bored as we are, apparently. Yeah. Basically. It's true. Okay. Let's start out with at Trick2112 says, how will you celebrate 19 and 31 day? That's so, a fun one. In this magical day, um, I'm going to be doing everything 19 times in 31 seconds or 524ths full. So, like, I'm going to drink 19 White Claws in 31 seconds. I'm going to hit five home runs in 24 hours. I'm going to – I don't even know what else. That's all I thought of. But everything I will do will be done 19 times in 31 seconds or 524th completion percentage to own – sorry, to honor what is going to be the most annoying day in Twitter history on 524. Yeah. Uh, Looking forward to it. 
Mine's going to be a lot more simple, and I'm just going to stay off Twitter for 19 hours <laughs> and 31 seconds that day. Oh, that's a good one. My plan <laughs> is to spend the entire day on Twitter <clears throat> tweeting about how my wyverns are going to turn it around nat style <laughs> and come back and win it all in the KBO. That's my plan. What is a wyvern anyways? It is a mythical winged creature. Google knows if you wanted to check there. But I will give you credit that I everyone is picking their their KBO teams, but I haven't seen anyone buy gear for their team except you. I know. So. <laughs> I did buy a hat. I got myself a wyvern hat. It hasn't gotten here yet, but it's coming. I'll tweet a picture. It's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> I like it because I would actually wear it. I thought about getting a cap. But the, the really the only time I wear a baseball cap is when I'm going to a Nats game, and I'm only going to wear a Nats cap. So I decided to go with the beanie because I can actually wear that out around in the world. You know so how go. people like do those tier maker things of fan bases on Twitter? I'm yeah. Sure you uh -huh. I'm sure in Korea at the KBO they do tier maker, and the Wyverns <laughs> are that one category that says they have fans. <laughs> They're the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen anybody else even tweet about the Wyverns at all. Like, no one even knows. I, I didn't even know they were a team until you just said something. Like, I picked the Lions because I saw they're on TV the first game. I was like, okay, sure. But now the Dinos are a freaking train. And, like, apparently this other team Dino, exists that you're Dino, a fan Dino, of. Dino. <laughs> I... I decided to go with them because they play in Incheon, and I spent some. I was stationed in Korea for a year when I was in the army, and I uh, I was I spent part of my time near there. So since I had no other, nothing else to go on as far as picking a team, that's why I went with the with the Wyvern. So Wyverns for life, baby. No matter how bad they are, that's my team. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Our next question is from Ryan Magabel31, who says, what player would you love to be quarantined with, and what player would you hate or would drive you crazy? That's a good question. So is this Nats only? Or... No, 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 just go mm -hmm. any player. Any player. Oh, man. Just because I've heard him, like, talk and interact with people, and he seems like a super cool guy... I would go Christian Yelich to be someone to be quarantined with. So Mom's that's really my one. hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that too. That's definitely a perk. <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, think his mom's coming to quarantine with you. So uh, I would well, make that's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. Um, oh, that, wait, wait, wait. Let me go back and pick somebody. Else. <laughs> <laughs> um, what player I would hate? Um, Probably Adam Eaton. No, no, yeah, no, no. E even worse. No, no, even worse. Michael A. Taylor. Ooh. If I if I was quarantined with Michael wow. A. Taylor, I wouldn't make it through. So where I, I would not make it through. Uh, where I like used to work when I was doing undergrad, um, a lot of Nats players and athletes would come through, and Michael Taylor would always come in with Gio Gonzalez, Strip which is club. the weir weirdest, com like the weirdest combo, like combination. If you ever met Gio, he was the most outgoing and like people person ever he was so nice he would like remember your name he would have conversations with you everyone like would want to take pictures with him and then michael taylor was just standing there like the alien in the corner just not smiling like with a weird half smile not saying a word the most awkward guy i've ever encountered in my life he sucks great answer but I'm, with 
Sorry, oh, sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, with Michael A. Taylor, at the parade, I was throwing beers to the players, and I threw one to Michael A. Taylor just because like, it seemed like he was making eye contact, at least in my general vicinity. <laughs> he might have just been staring blankly into his alien gaze. I, I don't know, but I, I decided to throw a beer to him be like, hey, water under the bridge. We won the World Series. Here's a beer. Instead of catching it, he like he does his hand is flat right like it's perfectly flat and he kind of just like mushes the beer off off the bus like, <laughs> just, like directs it in a different direction rather than catching it and chugging it which like, is weird because we do know that he can athlete. catch right that's like the one thing he can like, do that's, that's the only thing he can do right but he, he literally mushed the beer and like just pushed it away and i'm like dude what the hell now it, it's over like that the bridge is burnt. I will never like Michael A. Taylor. <laughs> I will never. I will always. He will forever in my mind be the, the that image of him when he catches the the final out in like, the, hey, the dog game, that and then just me was like, off. "Hey, I, I caught it." <laughs> I was on such a roller coaster ride that entire game, and I was like, oh. "What the hell happened?" Like, That's he what I'm ruined, saying. He doesn't he have almost ruined that moment for me. That moment was not ruinable. I so. said almost. I said, oh, oh no, I, I blocked that part out. I don't, I don't remember Michael Taylor doing anything that game. Um, but mine, I'm, I'm between a couple people. Like, I want to say Yasiel Pui because I think he's really freaking funny and really entertaining and, like, just would be a great time. But I want to, for who I want to be quarantined with, I'll say Mookie Betts because I feel like he's just a straight up, I love really nice guy. Like, just a straight up, like, good person and good character and he also is an incredible bowler and he could teach me how to bowl in quarantine so i think that'd be a do pretty you have good a plus. bowling alley in your house <clears throat> um bowling alleys are very easy to make do you have a hallway <laughs> um sorry sorry mookie wow, bets mookie bets has a bowling alley and i'll be staying at his place i want to make that clear. oh i see yeah yeah I come see. on who i would that doesn't le- make more sense. <laughs> least want to stay with and this one's easy but like He's just such a douchebag. Everything he posts on Instagram, everything does on the field. <laughs> He's just such a douchebag. <laughs> and it's Alex Bregman. Oh, that's oh, a good he one. Was mine too. A he douche. was mine too for my least favorite. Yeah. He just seems so utterly insufferable that yeah. I can't imagine having to spend five yeah, minutes with so him. Yeah, insufferable is a good way to put it. Yeah, I got it. <clears throat> that's another good one. Yeah. Well, he's mine, so that'll be my who I would hate to be stuck with, but my who would I want to be quarantined with. I thought about Sean Doolittle because he's just very interesting I, I and always too. has interesting but things to say. But I'm going to go with Brian Joseph, That guy just brings the party all the time. It Wait, sorry, like who did you say? It would be a laugh a minute. Oh, Brian, Brian Dozier. Dozier. I thought you said Ryan Zimmerman yeah. at first. I was like, uh. No. Oh. <laughs> well, he does seem way more fun than I thought after that Zoom thing that they did, but I'm still going Dozier. I mean, Amanda will know like, every word to comma by like the end of day one. I I already know all the <laughs> words. To comma. That's cool. Am I the only one? I thought everybody knew all the words to comma. That I, um, I think I've listened to thirty <laughs> seconds of that song in total. Yeah, same. So. I was at a restaurant once. Yeah. And came on. And I was like, oh hey. <laughs> yeah, I definitely already know that. So, but anyway, it was I was it was learning Spanish at the time. Remember, I was taking my Spanish classes. That's true. Anyway, so that was a fun one. Okay, next question is from Rally Mullet, who says, more majestic, Soto's moonshot onto the railroad tracks off of Cole 
or Soto's moonshot off of Verlander? This is the easiest. Qu- it's it's a great question, but the easiest answer it's Verlander. Mm-hmm. Like Soto did it's his, his shuffle, and Verlander I actually love Verlander. I like can't even say anything negative Same. about him. Same. He threw high and tight to Soto. Cover your to, ears, like, Monty. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. <laughs> we are Monty. Remember? <clears throat> yeah, we're Monty. <laughs> he threw he threw high and tight to Soto as a hey man, like respect the game. I've been in here for a while. Don't show me up. And then Soto just hits it freaking 450 last round. Oh round my right god! Field. And then so he carried good. the bat to first to show up, Bregman. Amazing. Every everything about that's that perfect. That moment, it was so perfect. He <laughs> carried the bat to first base. I thought I was going to actually urinate on myself. I laughed so hard. I was like, <laughs> hey, that was absolutely one of my favorite moments of the entire World Series. Yeah, I agree. I, I do love the moonshot off Cole. Like it meant so much. That was just but... impressive because like it was yeah. off Garrett Cole. It yeah, was off. Of, like it was, um, it was. Yeah, it was off. Off of yeah. Taco. More impressive is the the one off Cole, but more majestic is absolutely the one off Verlander because of all the whole build up, like you guys said to it, and just everything, all the implications oh, yeah. of that what was happened the stuff after. Legends are made of. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Okay. Next one is from. He's only twenty in all caps. <laughs> Reaction when Soto wins MVP three years in a row. It's going to be better than Michael A. Taylor's reaction once he seals the NLDS win. That's for sure. So I'm going to be – this is going to happen. Like, the dude's a goat, obviously. Can't change my mind. Best player of all time. Um, But this is going to be really funny because – Dan Swanson? (laughs) When he wins these three awards in a row, not if, when – Rays fans are going to remind us that they won the division three years in a row, so that means more. That's how science works, is that's what they keep telling me about their comeback to the Nats or the World Series, is we won the division. So it's going to be really funny, and yeah, I'm going to be really They're also going to remind us that, uh, like on Fox Sports Baseball, they voted the Braves win any sort of bracket they do. So yeah, their well. their team can't win anything meaningful, but those hillbillies on Twitter really know how to win a poll. They do, they do. They got nothing but time. Um, so I think my have you guys seen that meme that everybody posts about Soto where he's just hit a home run and it says "Don't be surprised." Yeah, well, he put it <laughs> you know on, what I'm talking it, about? It, it, that's gonna be yes, yeah, that's gonna be surprised. my reaction. I'm just gonna post that all over Twitter. <laughs> Continuously, like every five seconds for like I don't even know how long days. Don't probably. be surprised. Don't be surprised. Okay, <laughs> our pal at one lovely lady C has two questions for us. The first one is prediction date for when the 2020 season will start. I feel like we kind of covered that. 2021. <laughs> yeah, it will be in 2021 sometime. Yeah, sometime in February next year. Hopefully February. Um, her next question is: How many times have you all watched the World Series run? <laughs> So, um, Lovely Lady C is a great person. She has a great island in Animal Allegedly. Crossings, um, and we trade a lot, so shout out to her for that. But I've watched Howie Kendrick's home run so many times that now my latest so thing is as soon as I hear I like to pause it and look at all the Astro fans who are just surrender covering. Because my favorite thing in all of sports is when a player does a surrender Cobra. Oh, makes me so happy. And just seeing all the Astro fans who literally thought they had it in the bag 
makes me so happy. I've seen it so many times. I have every call memorized. <laughs> yeah, I've actually watched Game 6 and Game 7 over and over and over again. I see, I, I haven't watched the them in game... full. Yeah, when oh, they I like did to the... watch the whole thing. Yeah, when they did the rewatch, like, where the Zoom call was in play and all that stuff, that was when I was moving, so I just, like, didn't have time to, like, sit down and watch them when they were on. But I w I'm sure I will at some point because, like I said, there's nothing better to do. But, yeah, uh, like Ryan said, I, I've watched that clip a million times. I've watched the Soto moonshot off Verlander a million times. Uh, it's it, it's awesome. Yeah, it will literally never get old. I will still be I've watching watched, that in 20 years. I've watched the wild card. I watched wild card game in full a couple of times. Oh, and I, yeah. I've watched Soto's hit just because I miss my best friends, the fat Wisconsin fans in front of me who look like Seth Rogen. <laughs> who I completely shut them up at the end of it because they're being so obnoxious, and it just makes me happy, and I just really hope they're doing well right now. Is there anything better than <laughs> shutting up an opposing fan that's oh my God. you all game? He was so obnoxious, right? And I, as soon as that happened, I was screaming. I was, I was screaming. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to downplay it. <laughs> I, was, I was going nuts, just screaming, staring at him, yelling everything at him, and everyone around me was high-fiving me, right? And so when he was leaving, I was like, he's leaving, he's leaving, because uh, he yelled that after the first inning when they went up, and he just stares at me, pauses for three seconds, points at me, and all he can muster up is, F you. <laughs> all he says is, F you. And I was wow. crying laughing, because I won. I was like, bye, buddy. He probably yep. actually said F, right? He didn't say the full word. <laughs> he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> Oh yeah, Midwest nice, you know. Yeah. They and that was know. my, they that was my like one that. thing I wish I could have like I could I wish I could have heckled more when I was in LA, but because we're in enemy territory and I had my girlfriend at the time like well now fiance, she we didn't break up. I'm sorry about that. Um but <laughs> like no like I didn't want anything to happen to her, so I didn't want to be like too rowdy, but like so I was, I was reeling in in a little bit but yeah i can only imagine what that wild card game was like oh, actually finally when, being able to shut up a heckler oh my god i i don't even remember like i almost feel like i blacked out at that moment i was jumping I up and down and screaming to the point where i like i like well i definitely lost my voice but i like didn't have enough oxygen for a little while i was like <laughs> lightheaded <laughs> like went absolutely insane but when they when howie hit that Grand Slam in L.A., and I knew Nick was there. All I could think about was, oh, my God, I can't wait to talk to Nick. I cannot yeah. wait to hear a first-hand account of what that moment was like. Yeah, and Ryan tells, Ryan tells no. that story about, like, because I, I was texting him because, I mean, I, yeah, like, uh, my uh, fiancé, like, she knows based on, she obviously went with me, but I couldn't, like, talk to her. Like, she wasn't feeling what I was feeling, so I was texting Ryan, like, after every single pitch. Like, and of when the ball went over the fence, immediately I text, like, oh, my God. And Ryan's like, what happened? What happened? Because, obviously, there's a delay from actual right. live play TBS. to the TV. And, yeah, like, so it could have been, like, a triple play for all Ryan knew. Like, he, he like just didn't know. So, like, once – oh, man. Just words cannot explain the, just the feeling. I, my, oh, man. No. My all-time If you're not text. a sports fan, you don't know. Exactly. My all-time favorite text was the "Oh my God" from Nick because, like, TBS was a good like three minutes behind, and I legit was like, "Oh my God!" He just lined into a triple You're play. Like, what <laughs> yeah, I and think Ryan's reaction—he like spoke in like abbreviations. He was like, 
don't tell me like don't spoil or something like that because like i knew he was on a delay so like it took a second before he like was up to to my speed but i was going insane <laughs> that's so awesome all right we've got one more question and it's from at nat i can never say this one uticus uticus e y at nat uticus so red vines versus twizzlers this twizzlers. is the most disrespectful question of all time it's like the people who like red vines say it's an air sip and not a waterfall. <laughs> like, come on. It is Twizzlers well, all I'm the gonna way. Well, I'm going to throw it all. I'm going to throw you all for a They're both disgusting. Licorice right, well, that's trash. When, that's when you're you wrong. You are um, so <laughs> disgusting. I hate you. <laughs> so people, people who this say... This is the most... <laughs> It's the most controversial thing that's ever been said on Half Street. Twizzlers oh, are so good. Twizzlers are amazing. They're and like, garbage. And garbage. They're not like a fatty food either. Oh! People who say they like red vines think it's a personality trait and <laughs> think they're cool. Red vines are trash. They're like people, trash. Who, people who do CrossFit. Like, yeah. I don't need to know that you like red or vines. Or go dude. vegan. Hey, I'm a vegan. Right, or like, I don't need to know up. that don't you're hear. keto, okay? People keto, have keto yeah, keto's better. Twitter profile. <laughs> That's a better Good one. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right, so that's it. We got anything else? Um, Nats won the World Series. They did. Yeah. That's the thing that happened. You know, it's been more than right. six months in the, since the Nats won the World Series. <laughs> that's Isn't that crazy? crazy. Is that ever just, like, just make you wonder, like, man, look at all the years we've been through in those six months. <laughs> I know. It feels like forever. It's the longest six months in history. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty speaking of things that are trash like Twizzlers, twenty twenty is trash. Okay, first of all, you're not like cool or hip for saying this, okay? That's like saying <laughs> that's like saying Applebee's is better than chilies. It's just an abomination. Um Twizzlers are You're amazing. an abomination. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Thank you guys for listening. My mom tried to abomination me. (laughs) Oh, wow. This just took a dark turn. Are you telling me? Wow. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can follow Nick at HalfShackCat. You can follow Ryan at DCNatShack. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. Be sure to check out the poll that we will put up about our um, uniform draft. And we will check in with you all later. Have a good Love night, guys. guys. Later. Stay golden. Twizzlers suck. Good night. <gasps> no, they don't. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later.
the early light of dawn Well, you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching Are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress That they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's In every book Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.